to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Welcome to a probably rosy trans final appearance of my podcast. Oh my gosh, what's going on? You're banning me? No, I'm just, it's, I, I've been dragging. I, um, um, I was going to have you one more time, Aiko Tanaka, then my episode, the last one. I want to interview this um, family. I haven't heard back from them, so <laughs> end, end of the series. But I'm going to Seattle next week. I want to interview my friend, Cliff Barnes. And Cliff is interesting because he's a very funny comedian, black dude, very funny dude. But he was there when I ended up choking um, a comic named Al Fox, the handicapped guy in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So when I did Brody Stevens' um, show for Comedy Central, they cut that part out. But basically, he told him what happened. Then I told my story. So you have two different versions of stories, right? <laughs> okay. Then Cliff Barnes, a black comic who lived in Seattle for many years, he cooperated lot, with your story? Seeing horrible things that, that, you know, problem with the cops and the black people and whatnot. So he, he's seen sh- a lot of shit, including 1999 World Trade Organization um, uh, riots and shit like that. But he came up, up st- uh, on the stage when they were filming it. 98% what exactly what happened, what I'm saying. <laughs> because it's ridiculous it sounds choking handicapped people. I don't go on doing stuff without a reason. You know, they, people have to cross the line. So, I mean, interviewing my friend Cliff Barnes. Yoshi, what was the show you did for Brody? What's Brody's show? Uh, Brody had, used to have a show called Enjoy It on Comedy oh, okay. Central. He Got talked it. about when he had a mental breakdown and some of his celebrity friends talk about him. And Why did it get canceled? Um, I guess you should ask him, but um, like anything else, probably the rating was high enough to justify season two, I think. Mm-hmm. So he had one season. Mm-hmm. Which is more than most of us have. Uh, um, uh, that is more than most yeah. of us. That's more than me. <laughs> so Cliff Barnes, um, you know, and my friend D'Amico Williams, who um, who was my boss at R&R Adult Toys. I hope uh, I could interview him. And I had... White guys, that bo- uh, white people as bosses. I had Asian people bosses, and D'Amico, black uh, manager. He was my best boss ever. Hmm. He has a sense of being fair and effective, and um, uh, changed my life. So he he really helped me um, when I was in trouble, and uh, he he's always been fair. That's all. As as any Americans would tell you, all they want is fairness. You know. You don't have to agree with some of the management's decision, but as long as you've been heard and fair, that's all you ever want. He exemplified that. So hopefully um, get to interview him. My Dave Johnson, my friend Dave Johnson, who I used to be roommate, he moved up to Washington State maybe two years ago. And uh, if I'm lucky, my brother, but um, scheduling, he's busy working, you know, skateboarding and shit like that. So hopefully four from Washington. Uh, today I'm doing it with you. Maybe one after I get out of uh, medical lab on June 16th, which is my brother's birthday, too. Um, and uh, maybe Aiko, but you know what Aiko want to do? She she kept bugging me about getting a Twitch.com and playing video games with her. <laughs> because she doesn't know how to do it? <laughs> no, because she think if we do it, people are going to donate money. But, like, I haven't 
seriously played video games since, oh my God, 2003. <laughs> and even then, it was really half-assed, you know? It's just like, that's something I liked when I was a kid, but, but she think it will be popular because, not because we'll be good game players, because we're not, <laughs> because she'll be insulting me and I'll be insulting her. She think that'll be a translating to money, but I don't know. Uh, you know, listeners, you tell me. I don't, I've been away from video game for so long. So anyway, um, that's the intro. Um, of course, you know, everyone knows Rosie as a very funny comedian, but um, very shrewd, very shrewd about life. I thought I was banned from your podcast because of uh, the immigration talk last time. <laughs> I wasn't mad about that. Because you were like, this is your last podcast with Yoshi Denton. <laughs> oh, I was joking, but I, I think some people take it really. Um, I don't know. I think some some people might have been annoyed, and a lot of I'm sure a lot of people agree with it too. But um, we all, we all have positions, but unless unless you've been on the other side, I guess you know. But, but of course, your family went through that too. I'm sure it wasn't easy for your um, father and mother coming here. I'm sure it wasn't easy for your brother in france right yeah it wasn't but um i was just joking around with you yosh um i didn't realize you, i thought you were winding down yoshi didn't like last year no no i, I mean I, I haven't released anything in six weeks okay <laughs> i'm so done i'm just fixated with the number 150 because you know that uh, uh you know that uh dunbar 150 you know that term no i don't dunbar is uh i think he's a uh, sociologist he believes that um, um, that it's a good number it's a most of us could only um, have uh, um, I'm really ra I'm literally raping the whole idea you're misquoting it <laughs> but he, he believed that most of us are able to only with, with, uh, withstand about 100 to 150 people in our lives like to have a close relationship you know 100 to 150 that's a lot yoshi i think i have 20 obviously i have a lot not of a, not necessarily close but like um you know that's about right number and i'm sure i haven't looked that up in a long time so he theorized that some people who grew up in small town have a very difficult time adjusting city because there's too much stimulation people too much stimulation <laughs> too many people you know and um and most people are like good at having acquaintance, people that associate to work every day up yeah. to 100, 150. So I kind of fixated with the number 150 by the time when I hit 100, like, oh, I could still go a little bit longer, but, you know. But let's be honest, out of all the people you know, and I know a lot of people, I probably know thousands and thousands and thousands of people just from doing comedy, doing shows, meeting people, socializing, yeah. living in a giant city like Los Angeles, but social media, friends, probably close less friends, than your, less yeah. than 20, yeah. less, I can handle less than 10 people. And actually, Andrew, my husband was reading a study that the more intelligent you are, the less friends you need in your life. Have you heard that? Um, he said, the less intelligent you are, the more lower level friends you have in your life. But the more intelligent you are, the less friends you have in your life and the more close friends. Because p the more intelligent you are, the more discerning you are with who you want to spend your time with. That you have a less need for them? Less emotionally a need, but also you want higher quality people. And as you know, it's very hard to find high quality people. So the more intelligent you are, mm -hmm. the less friends you have and the higher quality friends you have. Like Unabomber. 
I mean, he was smart, right? <laughs> I think he was misguided, but <laughs> it was just funny the way you said that, Yoshi. Um, I don't know, like the Unibaba. I, I I think that sounds like it has a shade of a lot of truth, but like um, like a part of the reason, like I like a person like Charlie Rose because he's constantly interviewing interesting people, right? So it's fun to meet someone like Charlie Rose because. He's already an interesting guy. He reads a lot. He has trouble a lot. He knows a lot about life. But in addition to that, he has a really interesting job. He gets to in- interview interesting people that most of average person don't have access to. So I, I, I guess I guess it depends on the person, too, I would imagine. Some people are very smart, but they're also like, doesn't like being lonely. I don't think that makes that person dumb, you know. just I think some people need people. And whereas... Um, well, what does that mean? Like retarded people need a lot of people then? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it's wrong. I think there's some truth in that. But I also I think, think there's some truth in it because yeah. I tend to not want to waste my time with people that are low level people. You know, people who. God, Miss Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> well, Yoshi, you're in my circle. So um. that seemed like a questionable um, <laughs> choice. <laughs> Yoshi, you're very interesting and you've been very loyal. Well, so are dumb dogs, I mean. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've noticed, but... Um, you're missing a dog? <laughs> Let's start crying now. No, but also, um, I don't know. I think it's true. I think it's true, not just because of me, but I have noticed the more I grow my brain and the more I grow... Um, my business and the more I grow things in yeah. my life, I tend to want to get rid of people who are energy sucks, who are low level energy sucks. Oh, that I that I could I, I could understand. Yeah, sure. come on, low level people suck your energy. They're whiny, they're complaining, they're always drama. You want people who are going to have a reciprocal relationship where you create yeah. value for them and they create value for you. Sure. Where they're not just taking from your life, right? Sure. You you want. Um, it's like if you're playing tennis. If you're playing somebody way better than you, just simply just playing against that person, he or she, you get better, right? So like, so yeah, of course you want to surround with somebody smarter than you because you could learn a, a lot from them too, you know. But there are people that I, I, I remember in my life, maybe they're not as well read or book smart, but they're they have who's who's the guy that wrote the emotional IQ like oh EQ yeah yeah the so there there are people are are uh, maybe they're not well read but they're very astute in emotionally but that's a form of intelligence yeah so to say well maybe they're not well read or they're not that intelligent they are intelligent but they have a different type yeah. of intelligence so there's there's different types of intelligence emotion there's physical intelligence there's people who may not be that quote unquote <laughs> Intelligent, wait, right? Wait, wait. Oh, that, that me, you know, I never heard that before, but you know what? Uh, physical intelligence is that, is that another way of saying pretty and ugly people? <laughs> <laughs> no, Yoshi, there's physically intelligent people, for example, athletes. There are so many athletes that have that mind body connection where they can, you know, as you know, I'm not a crazy sports fan, but they can remember plays in their mind and they can they can integrate what's in their mind with their bodies in and that is a form of extreme intelligence but maybe they're not that good at finance or maybe no, they're no, not I, I know what you're saying because the things the athlete do they don't even know what how they're they, it's almost like instinct right yes. like physicists could tell you why uh because jason Jam- i met jason Jambi before the baseball player and um um 
his hand-eye coordination and his vision is so much better than average person. It's unbelievable that somebody's throwing a ball at almost 100 miles an hour, a split second, and they just have this intuitive skill, repetitive uh, practice over the years, able to do things that most people can And that's physical intelligence. So it's like, you know, maybe I, you know, can talk about Carl Jung and all these psychologists and make jokes about whatever, which is a form of intelligence. But if you throw a ball at me at zero, 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 zero point one mile an hour, I'm not gonna be able to catch it, Yoshi. It's gonna hit me in the head. It's it's fun to associate yourself (laughs) to people like that and talk. And because they're not necessarily athlete, but... um, is it Manala Blahnik, that shoes maker? Yes. Here, here's a guy, and the guy who does uh, Christian Louboutin shoes. These are the people who has a um, hand-eye coordination and a taste, and you know they're able to make these shoes, right? Um, who's that actor from um, My Left Foot? Um, Daniel oh. Day Lewis. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. He took a year off. He went to Italy, learned to make shoes. You know, because he was just fascinated by that. He also makes furniture. He has a a furniture um, business. He, yeah, business in like Ireland or something. I, I don't. I'm not. Don't quote me. But it's. I think it's in Ireland. Yeah. So, um, people like that are always interesting. They have an interesting hobby outside of their um, uh, work. But you want to surround yourself with people like that. I'm not saying you know. I'm sitting around having tea with Kate Middleton. But I'm saying you don't want to be around. Yeah, yeah you don't have a like uh, before the door. You, you make them take IQ tests. <laughs> if you don't pass, you don't get into this house. You, you don't, can't hang out with Rosie Tran yeah. and her husband and her dog. No, but I, I don't want, you know, lowy, low level scrubby takers in my life. And I'm sure you have the same experience. And sometimes you might not always be wealthy yeah. or smart or intelligent in the quote unquote typical way, but you still have some value to bring. You know, I know that you know what I'm talking about, Yoshi, because yeah, you sure. have a lot of relationships where people, you know, your friends are wealthy or whatever. You don't have that to offer them, but you offer them loyalty yeah. or, you know, you're unwaveringly loyal. That is a very hard thing to find these days. Um, or you have some type of connection or thing where you can bring that person a value. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, Yoshi's my friend. It's not a mean thing. Like they're looking at you as if you're just someone who can bring them something. Sure. But it's a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's why I was asking questions because I know you didn't you didn't mean it like that, and uh, some of these scumbag trolls, you know, like take a like one line of that <laughs> from the podcast, <laughs> fifteen minute conversation, and they start sh- tweeting at me. Yeah, oh, who do you think you are, yeah, Rosie Tran, yeah. the Queen of England? <laughs> Stuff like that. So, but yes, and I and I would advocate for all listeners and all people in their lives to look through your life at your friends because there's always one friend that's just a taker, and you've been keeping them around a little bit too long than you should have, and just get rid of them. I mean, I don't want to be mean. Human beings are not disposable, but there's some people in your life who are takers. Parasites. Yeah, they're parasites. They just suck your, the life energy. They always need something from you. They never bring you any value. You know, they're always in drama. Yeah, but that's the biggest red flag you can find is someone who always has drama in their life. Right. And they can't figure out why. <laughs> um, the, the, the reason why I, I still give benefit of that because even though I have problems with certain members of my family, one of my relatives said like, even if you miss someone supposedly uh, quote unquote dumber than you or lower class, everyone knows something that you don't know. You know? <laughs> That's you know what true. I mean? You know? So, um, I 
if I meet someone like on, on, on paper, it seems like it's not good for me, but I still give them a little bit of a chance because, you know, it's like uh, when you, uh, 49ers, they, all those people who came to California in 1849 looking for gold, right? So sometimes if I meet someone, my gut feeling tells me like, okay, on the paper, this person doesn't seem like worth my time, but I, I will give them secondary chance and like I'll talk to them a little bit because I might shift through that person and find something that interesting, you know? It's true, so, and everyone does have something interesting about them, but you don't want to be in a relationship where this person yeah. has 1% interesting about them and you have the 80% sure. interesting because then it's just like a one-trick pony. And a lot of people are like that. I know people who tell the same repetitive stories over and over and over again, and they have nothing. <laughs> yes, and we call those, those people Alzheimer's victims. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I I always do individual cases, you know, because it's kind of like, to me, if I want to associate somebody, it's kind of like uh, you're like the Stanford, um, <laughs> you know, Stanford um, 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 in the Roman, right? So sometimes you find someone with like perfect grades, perfect SAT score, but interview them like... They're boring. Boring. And may, may, maybe not a good, maybe not a good... For Stanford, even though academically on the paper, that person seemed to have every qualification to be there. But let's say I find some kid from inner city, not necessarily the uh, highest SAT, and may maybe the grades is not as pristine as others, but you talk to that person and see how clever and, and, and ingenious how the way they survive in those inner cities and bring life experience that maybe it'll be beneficial for the class. So I, 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 I try to like uh, do a little bit balance of the, it yeah, out, right? balance it out. Yeah. I would always take the kid from the inner city if mm. they were more interesting. You know, the I'm anti the boring, perfect score. People who are perfect score people to yeah. me are people I don't want to talk to because they're brainwashed by the system to be completely boring. Yeah. So I, I'd rather find, you know, the homeless person who plays the violin or whatever. Because, you know, um, I don't know how much time we have a chance to talk about it. Maybe we have a chance. Um, I know, because Game of Thrones is on in like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, I, ask, I ask you to, uh, look, you know, you, I know you didn't have a time to read the book. I'm, I'm almost done with American Girls by Nancy Jo Sells. I did read the article she sent me and I watched the YouTube video. Uh, Girls and Sex by Peggy or or Orenstein. And she's the one that Google talked I sent it to you. And, you know, just look up their stuff. It's really interesting, ladies and gentlemen. You, sh you, sh you should read them. I want to talk to you about something that they addressed with the... First of all, I totally agree with some of the comments. I can't remember if it was Nancy Joe or Peggy that talked about this, but they were talking about how... Is, if, you, if you're talking about one in a Google, it was Peggy, I believe. Uh, but I don't remember which which thing because oh, okay. I, I went through all of it um, yeah. this weekend. Um, so there's this belief that the current society, because of social media, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, that all these, that the millennial generation or Generation Z or whatever is super narcissistic. Right. But all these kids are learning it from their parents. You know, parents, I, I agree, yeah. parents are posting pictures of kids and, and sharing everything and, and tweeting everything and texting everything. And so I think these kids, you know, I don't like the when people blame, oh, this generation's really self-centered. Well, where do you think they got well, they it from? Do, they 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 um they say that they say that by every generation you that they're I mean? selfish. Yeah, it's it's like 1066. You know, the, you know they just kicked the French out of um, England, and they're probably said about those kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're so <laughs> selfish. They fight. You know, so um, I think every generation always think previous generations better. It was, but, <laughs> but it was bad too. You know, like 
I mean, life is a huge category. So, of course, if time passes, things change. Of course, some things are better before, but some things are horrible in the past, too. But you're absolutely right, because they were saying a couple of things that was interesting. 92% of American children are online by two years old. And this is what the, uh, uh, Nancy Joseph called sharenting, where the, 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 the all- intention is good because they're so proud of their children. That's why they're on, online. Um, that's that's why they're there. But uh, you're absolutely right. Narcissism and all this behavior, kids learn from their parents because uh, I think I don't know what I, I did. Either Peggy Orenstein or Nancy Josel, one of them said it's funny if you go any malls in America where sometimes you can't tell mother and daughter because they both dress same, same trashy ways. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean not just that, but it's. You know, I know so many parents, yeah. friends of mine and older older friends of mine who are your age who have kids mm-hmm. and they tell their kids that they're on the phone too much. They go, get off the phone, you're on too, yeah. too much. And then you look over and you see the parents texting or on their phone or sure. they have their phone in their face. So it's it's a do as I say, not as I do. You're sitting there lecturing your kids about not being on the phone and yeah. then you're sitting there with your iPhone glued to your head. So it's definitely... Well, I, ma- I made an effort whenever I'm having conversation with someone, lunch or dinner or whatever, put coffee, down, right? I put that away. But uh, we have a mutual friend who <laughs> always apologize <laughs> because because nothing tell you like you're not worth my time, like constantly checking your cell phone, you know. And, uh, I don't think it, it says that unconsciously. I think people don't realize that they're saying it unconsciously. What they're thinking in their mind is, I'm so self-important. I need to take this call and I need to take this text. Yeah. And you're not as important. But they're not thinking of it in that in those terms. But sure. I mean, this has been going on even before social media. This has been going on before cell phones. People that are chronically late. When you're chronically late, you send the message that I'm more important than you. Yeah. I can take my time getting ready and your time is not worth it. So, for yeah. example... I'm if- very guilty of that, too. Because <laughs> I was supposed to be here at 4, but I got here at 5.05. <laughs> well, you were walking, so that's a little different. But you're pretty reliable, Yoshi. But I'm talking about people... I have girlfriends, cousins yeah. that spend two hours putting their makeup on. Yeah. So they'll set a time... Let's be honest. Some of them needs a lot of makeup. <laughs> So they'll set a time seven yeah. o'clock for dinner and then they'll be there at eight o'clock. I'm sitting there waiting for an hour because they're putting on makeup on. So their subconscious message is, Rosie, me looking beautiful is more important sure. than your my respect of your time. So it doesn't have to be, you know, well, there's that, you know, a, a phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Yeah. The Internet does just like when you win the lottery, they say when you win the lottery, you know, a lot of, the reason that a lot of people lose money when they win the lottery is because nothing has changed. They're the same person. They just yeah. have money now. Yeah. Right. And so they still don't know how to deal with money. So it's the same thing with society. Society's still the same, but now we have more methods of expressing what we would have done anyway. Sure. Right. And um, I, I have such a mixed feeling because on, on one hand, generally speaking, women in this country live better than most people in the rest of the planet. Yes. Generally speaking, it's hard to argue with that. But it doesn't mean the girls doesn't have suffered. They, of course, suffered. It's, 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 you know, we, we all have problems. So when I go to places, when I've been to places in Afghanistan, those girls, I don't know why I'm laughing, those girls deal with problems like we can't even imagine. You know, it's, it's a horror flick, you know. So we wish you help them and they have problems. But um, for me, reading these two books, 
uh, well, at least one of them and reading more about, um, I will read The Gross and Sex by Peggy Orenstein and hopefully later. So I'm not that against suffering, Yoshi. I'm not that against suffering. Don't, can you honestly tell me that some of the suffering you have, you have had in your life hasn't built your character? And person and who you are. I'm not against, you know, something mm-hmm. new comes up, you know, next thing you know, it's cyber sure. bully- bullying. Next thing you know, girls are being told they're sluts online. Next thing you know, it's blah, 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 blah. I think that kind of stuff is good for you. I remember in 2004, 2005, I had one of the first blogs online, period. I'm not talking about the first comedy blogs. I yeah. had one of the first blogs online, period. It was an extremely popular blog. I took it down. Because I had a crazy... You got bullied. <laughs> no, I was, kidding. I was. I was severely yeah. bullied. I was severely bullied. I remember getting hate mail on a daily basis from comedians in Los Angeles because this is before anyone had a blog. Is that how your mother was communicating <laughs> with you? <laughs> Thanks, Yoshi. My mom doesn't, didn't know how to use the internet back then, but very funny. No, no. I, I, know, what, I know what you're saying. It's, that's a necessary part of life. But I, I, I wonder sometimes unnecessary sufferings, you know? And uh, It's totally unnecessary. Li- li- life's, li- you're going to have suffering no matter what. You're just going to live... And um, but that but that built me to who I am today. People, you yeah. can send me hate mail, hate mail, email now, and I just delete it. I'm like, okay, whatever. But you know, yeah, I was 19, 20 years old, getting hate mail from probably 34 year old men saying, "How dare you have a blog? Who the hell do you think you are to have oh, a so blog?" Oh, so got my emails. <laughs> Thanks, Yoshi. <laughs> um, so I don't. No, but I, it, it's interesting what you're saying because I like these two ladies what they're saying, but the but the polar opposite of what they're saying is one of my favorite writer, Camille Paglia. She is, um, you know, she wrote a book called Sex and Persona, but she was saying, I, I might be misquoting, but when I listen to her, sometimes um, white women. <laughs> okay. White You're women, giving me a look. <laughs> white women are more, in general, generally speaking, more privileged than, say, other minority females. And because they have such a high standard for having a uh, happy life and kind of expected of, they have a tendency maybe need to complain more. <laughs> Whereas if you're black and Latinos, you don't really have time to complain because you you deal with something even bigger problems like not getting shot, going to school. You know, like you don't really worry about sexting when somebody's <laughs> trying to shoot you or murder you, right? That doesn't that doesn't mean that white women don't have problems. They do. I'm just saying. Sometimes I can't differentiate. Like, is this a female problem, or it it it's it's a, you could break down female problem by different ethnic groups. You know, like eating disorder, being fat. You know, that's that's Asian, di- white. <laughs> you know, I I think eating disorder. I'm not saying Hispanic and Black women don't have eating disorder, but when when you stereotypically say Black women have an eating disorder, during Ethiopia they don't have enough food to eat, right? But like. I think black women and, and Latino, to some extent, I think they've learned to deal with those body image better. You know, cause well, first of all, they're more accepting of body image issues in that community. Yeah, it's more. Um, I know somebody's going to say, "You hurt my feeling, or you don't know what you're talking." I mean, oh, I'm an anorexic black woman, and Yoshi, yeah. you've offended me. I'm I, just saying, generally speaking, <laughs> it, it just seemed like. Oh my God, Andrew's queuing up uh, Game of Thrones already. He's ready. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> 
He doesn't give a shit about women's issue. He just want to see women get murdered. He doesn't care about the Yoshi Didn't podcast. He's ready. He's ready in the background. And he's not going to say no because what we we're saying is actually completely accurately true. <laughs> he just want he just want that fucking show to start. People stop talking in his in his dining room where he pays the rent and the utility because eight minutes to Armac. See, he doesn't. He, I could see. I'm looking at the back of his head, and I know his face is a big smile because I'm true. <laughs> That's how big of a smile when somebody's watching in front of HBO Go because the show's ready to go. <laughs> Rosie Tran could be on fire like that little Vietnamese girl from the Vietnam War. He could not give a shit because Game of Thrones will be on seven, seven and a half minutes. And, and he, he doesn't be, say anything because it's all true. <laughs> and you be, it's and you, all true. And you guys better be done with your stupid podcast in my living room. <laughs> but do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think black and Latino women just learn to deal with uh, more, more difficult issues. Even like women's right, women's suffrage. You know, Susan B. Anthony, all these wonderful people that made it available fight for women's right to vote but probably most likely you didn't see a lot of black and latino women because they probably had to work and they don't have luxury to do stuff like that anyway women white white people are cultural construct and people just assume when 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 you talk about something normal you just think automatically white is normal and their happiness is normal so uh when you when you say um you know uh michael jordan black athlete <laughs> they just don't say athlete you know what i mean yeah so I, I think well they do that with me i'll you know people will say female comic or asian comic i don't know if you get asian comic yeah it's 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 you know because i'm not just because comedian. being asian is not normal <laughs> even though there's more asian people than white people <laughs> i'm not attacking white people i'm just saying this is just the reality i think there's more asian people than any other ethnicity on earth right yeah more than african more than Right with the Chinese and if you consider in East Indian or so, East Asian. And by the way, we're going back and forth because I I, I just went to see that movie, um, Civil War, Captain America. Oh they had gosh. a they had a trailer for Doctor Strange and people are upset about this because um, uh, Benedict. Oh, the character Com was supposed to be Asian, right? Yeah, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, unbelievable actor, unbelievable actor. In fact, today, if you have a chance, ladies and gentlemen, a new uh, BBC production of Shakespeare. Uh, this is like a, a sequel to the one they make uh, a couple years back. But uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Richard III, War of Roses. And if if you think Game of Thrones is terrible how people are murdered, I've seen the trailer. Um, Game of Thrones is basically based on War of Roses where different fa faction in, in England were killing each other. The Lancasters and Pentagenet. I don't, know, I don't think I'm saying it right. But it's an unbelievable production with all this. You know the guy who plays the father in Down, Downton Abbey? Yes. He's in it. He's in this uh, uh, drama. Can I, can I yeah. tell you, do you know the nickname for Benedict, for female Benedict Cumberbatch fans? Cumberbatch? Cumberbitches? Cumberbitches, yeah. <laughs> and it's considered an endearing during term. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I saw some show where all these Asian women flew from Japan and China to just be in the, uh, uh, an audience. And uh, you know, <laughs> it's amazing that, that I, mean, I like him for different reasons, obviously. You know, but <laughs> he, he's a terrific uh, actor. But anyway, in Doctor Strange, there's a main. He's a main character. There's this Asian character to kind of teach him about life and martial art. I guess I saw the trailer. But that character is supposed to be Asian, but it's played by uh, I can't even say it, something Swenson, Twelda uh, Swenson, the actress, Irish actress. 
She's teaching him about martial arts. She, she's, 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 yeah. Twilda, she's, Twilda Swinton. Yeah. I'm cool. totally offended by this, uh, <laughs> and I never get offended. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm Asian. With they your- couldn't get Jackie Chan. I'm offended. I'm, she's I- okay. I'm not offended. I'm not offended because she's a white lady. I'm offended because she d- does not look like someone that knows martial arts. And well, I'm not saying they, that in a racist yeah, way. But I'm it, saying that, and she's a tall, awkward white lady. Yeah, but it, but you know, Rosie, have you ever heard of this thing called acting? <laughs> I have heard of this thing called acting. However, Tilda Swinton does not look like she knows martial arts I mean, at all. She she looks great. I mean, it, it, I I don't care. I, I'm not like this Asian American group get upset. I don't care if the person's Asian, but they have to look like they. He, she's very awkward looking. She looks like an evil villain. Well, she's in it, and I'm sure she'll be good in it. And just like, um, I think, um, we'll, we'll stop in a few minutes. Um, Andrew probably know that uh, comic book Ghost in the Shell I always get that title wrong but it's a Japanese comic book made into a movie and the main character is Japanese girl um, but it'll be played by Scarlett Johansson first of all <laughs> first of all <laughs> talk about somebody that doesn't look like kick ass um, I like her and I think it's a good idea because she's, she's, she's a star power it's going to make a lot of money it's a show business so don't believe me I'm, I'm not hating on her I think she's great but she has you know she's short with big boobs so like whenever she's kicking and stuff, it just makes me laugh like come on <laughs> somebody that look like that can't fight whatever she's, so she's so you it. think Scarlett Johansson looks like she can't fight but you think Tilda Swinton looks like she can't fight She's no. She looked like she could fight because she's tall and skinny, and I know most Asian people are tall. I mean, like a, a lanky body, but they're able to do martial arts. I she don't me- think Tilda Swinton looks like she can do any martial arts. I'm she sorry. looks more believable than uh, she looks more believable than Scarlett Johansson, but she still doesn't look that believable. She she looks more believable to me, but um, but here's the thing: if you look at the Ghost in the Show, I'm, I'm have the title wrong. Um, just because you have a main character with a Japanese name, but if you look at the picture, it looks like a white person. They just make the character big eyes, like, <laughs> put a Japanese name. Sorry, Scarlett looks more like that character. She doesn't have an Asian name. But I'm not an idiot. She did a movie called What, Luz- about, um, what about Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt looks like she could kick some ass. She is perfect. Emily Blunt. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm not against the white part of the casting. I get it. It's Hollywood. It's that movie with Tom Cruise, it. right? She she looks so fucking I, believable. I totally get it. I totally get it. I get it. We're in Hollywood. It's white people land. Whatever. I get it. But at least cast someone that fits it. That's what bugs me when people are so miscast because their agent or their manager or whatever. It's like it, it doesn't fit. I think Emily Blunt would be great. She's white. No, she looks like she, she looks like she could kick ass. Yeah. She was in 100% that. Hundred percent. She was in that movie There's, we just saw. What was that called? Andrew Sakuro. Yeah, Sakuro, where she was a undercover. Sicario. Sicario, yeah, where she was like a drug, yeah. drug enforcement, FBI, whatever. Um, and she was in that movie, um, another one based on manga. Uh, Tom Cruise and her. She looked like she could kick ass, yeah, right? In but fact. He, uh, let's be honest. I like Tom Cruise, but he looked more like the girl of that movie, and she looks like the man. Yeah. So that, she, yeah. so she's a white chick, but she looks like she yeah. could kick ass. Scarlett but, Johansson doesn't look like she could kick ass. Tilda Swinton w- seriously doesn't look like. But she when could these kick Asian ass. groups get upset about it, I always remind them: you, I don't think there is an Asian actress could bring star power and the m- financial revenue to a movie like. Scarlett Johansson. She did that movie, Lucy. It was all right, but almost half a billion dollar. You can't argue with that number. You know, I'm just you saying. You can't argue with blonde and big boobs. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> you know, I'm just Look, saying. Asian people out there who are offended. You can't argue with big titties, all right? <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm not hating it, but I just know, I also know reality. And um, is English the best language in the world? No. Is there other language that more people use, speak it? Yes. What's, what's the language the most dominant? English. What's the most spoken language? Hindi? Mandarin, probably. Mandarin probably is up there. And um, I'm not sure in India because there's so many languages, but you could probably pick one of the, like, hundreds of languages over there. But, yeah, Punjabi, Hindi is one of those are pretty big. But Mandarin... You think it's Mandarin's number one? Mandarin is pretty up there. And Spanish, I'm sure, is up there, too, you know. But um, but which one is the most practical and powerful language out of all of them? I don't think very people even... Sorry, French people, but it's English. Get over it. It's just, just your your days are done. <laughs> Get it's, over it. Yeah, it's big it's, titties in English. God French, damn it. French French is beautiful, but it's when it comes down to it, English dominant. It looks so like any, he's get pressing play. He doesn't care about us at all. Oh. Okay, we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll stop and we'll talk about um, American Girls by Nancy Josell's Girls and no, Sex. We're talking about Peggy Game of Horn Thrones. Tone. All right. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about because a lot of the stuff that we talk about girls kind of uh, it's it's uh, related to Game of Thrones. So anyway, uh, we'll be back in about an hour. Until uh, I gotta stop now because Ang- cranky Angel is gonna punch him in the face if I don't stop right now. Oh, they just turn off the light. They just turn off the light. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, uh, we're back. Um, before I jump in with Rosie Tran about. Um, well, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones, a couple other things that we were talking about uh, previous hour ago. Um, I want to thank uh, Camillo Cinema in San Helena in Napa Valley. Um, it's, it's one of the oldest single-screen movie theater in America, west of uh, Mississippi. So if you're in Napa Valley in San Helena, go check out this movie theater and say hi to Kathy Buck. Uh, she's been a friend of the show and been wonderful. And um, you know, if you've never been to Napa Valley, I highly recommend you guys visit. It's a wonderful place to visit. And um, Kathy, in my opinion, is the unofficial mayor of the Napa Valley. So go check out Camillo Cinema in St. Helena, Napa Valley. And um, Rosie, how do you pronounce Amanda's um, last name? McCrossan? McCrossan? Yeah. Uh, Amanda lives at um, Kathy's uh, place and she is sommelier in uh, Napa Valley. And uh, check her Instagram handle. She gives a case of wine every week. And how would you say that? Som vivant? Mm-hmm. And how do you uh, spell that? On um, S-O-M-M-V-I-V-A-N-T. Instagram, follow her. And um, just um, guys, apply for that in her Instagram account because they send one case of wine from Napa Valley. That's every a week. lot. Yeah. She works at a really fancy restaurant. I mean, it's like two or three Michelin star uh, restaurant in, in um, Napa Valley and if you want anything to do learn about winery she's the person to go she, did you have you been to the restaurant uh, I, they took me because my friend Jason Buck who um, contacted me listening to me on my podcast and others and he, remember the guy I was told you like he did consulting work for someone and uh, they paid him $500 and he didn't care for it. so he emailed me if I want the money he just Send me the money too. That's nice. <laughs> so he's one of those kind of guys, smart, and uh, the Buck family is wonderful. His mom owns Camille Cinema St. Helena, and her uh, roommate Amanda. Um, you know, Saint Vivant Instagram. They give wine every Monday. They ship it out free. All you have to do is follow Instagram, and so you follow it, and then they. What do you do? You put your name in, or what? Yeah, you send it in, and um, 
Um, they, it's like sweepstakes. They they have a collection of names every week, and she pulled their name out and sent that wine and a case of them. So she was nice enough to send one to Sasha Gray. So wow. Uh, yeah. And finally, and um, I'm helping my friend Angie Crum, Jonathan Brancy, and of course my roommate Randy Puga. Um, uh, they're starting comedy show every Tuesday at K- in K Town. It's called Night School. And uh, it's why did a, they use the word the name Night School? Oh, I don't know. I I think it's during the weekdays. It's almost like having fun going to school. I guess you know how <laughs> you know how fun it was going to school, Rosie. <laughs> but it's every Tuesday. The Palm Tree in K Town, three two four zero Wilshire Boulevard, number four zero one, Los Angeles, California. And um, the doors open at 8.30 p.m. And if you have any questions, you could call at 702-241-2707. And you guys have some pretty big acts like Jim Florentine's coming out, right? Yeah. Um, um, two days from now, which is um, uh, May 10th, we have uh, Lachlan. Um, from Last Comic Standing. Yes. Uh, Lachlan week, Patterson. Week two, we have Eddie Eft, and I'm opening for him. Week three... Um, we have a special guest, George Perez, and of course, Rosie Tran doing her uh, Vietnamese comedy magic for us. <laughs> yeah, I pull out a napalm for my vajayjay. <laughs> oh my! And week four, I, I can't even remember, but um, we'll be uh, putting the list. You know, just follow the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter account. And Angie's hosting right yeah. every week. Angie Crom is hosting. And our uh, our um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter handle is at. Nice School K-Town. It's exactly spelled out the way it is. <laughs> At Nice School K-Town. So, it's the Instagram page. Anyway, um, what the hell was that sound? That's our okay. refrigerator burping. Um, all right, so we're back. We we watch. We'll, we'll talk a little bit of that stuff that we were talking before. But overall, um, it's always exciting time at... Uh, Rosie and Andrew's household on Sundays. <laughs> that's that's your football, right? Uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. Well, you're the one who got me addicted. It's good, right? I wasn't into Game of Thrones until Yoshi bought me season one. And it's for one him. of the best I've done for you. <laughs> so what did you, what did you think about this episode? Are you okay to talk about it? Are you, are you releasing this this week? Or are fans going to be mad and send you hate mail and death threats like uh, when you're posting Instagram well, okay, pictures of so John if, Snow? If, <laughs> if you don't want us to talk, if you don't want us to talk about it, stop listening to it now uh, for next half an hour. I Did guess. you really get death threats, Yoshi? Be honest. Emails, but I don't. What does that even mean when people put a comment? I'm going to kill you. This and that. Like it's all nonsense. They're trying to get response out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and did you Only respond? babies make threats, you know, because anytime I had a physical violence, I never threatened anybody. I either kick, choke, or punch somebody in the face. Right, no warning. Yes. It's called Pearl Harbor style. Oh, can you please explain to me why you tweeted this picture of a little boy that is actually 45 at me? Oh, I was. it was late at night. I was falling asleep, and uh, I wanted to do something, but... That white lady, it's in my Instagram, by the way. That that lady, she's famous for like uh, uh, lingerie and things like that. So she was speaking in Vietnam, promoting her product, and this person walked up with a flower. She thought it was a kid, 
But this is like 46-year-old Vietnamese guy and looked like a kid. So he, she grabbed him like a child, hugged him. <laughs> and his wife was pissed. She says, that's my husband. You don't, you don't grab people like that. She, but he loved it because she's a big blonde with big boobs, you know. But why does this guy so short? Does he have a disease? Is he just like a... Is it because it's in Vietnam and they're really short? I don't understand. Uh, short is one thing, but look at his face. He looked like a child. I'm, I'm not even joking. Look, look like a kid, doesn't he? He looks like a kid. So why would the wife get upset? It's like your hus- hubby looks like a little boy. Because he was enjoying it and no wives, <laughs> no wives want their husband to be happy. Believe me. Andrew laughs because it's so true. Anyway, <laughs> stop playing with your cell phone. I wanted to know why. And I was looking at your Instagram to see your picture that you were getting death threats from. Oh, that one. It just. Okay, this is what happened. Um, I was traveling all night from Vegas, and I was tired. I was up all night, and I was coming home from Vegas with Eichel, and I couldn't. I can't sleep. I can't sleep in the plane. I can't sleep in the bus. I can't sleep. You know, I just can't sleep. So I was up all night. And also, Eichel was beating you in the face and showing you pictures of little creatures hugging yeah. each other. <laughs> so I thought for a minute, like, well. We've been silly worrying about this fictional character, Jon Snow, whether he's alive or not. And, and, and of course, I find out that night he's alive. And I thought it was, we were being very silly worrying about his life when he's not even a real person. When a black child in Cleveland was shot last year because he was simply holding a gun, maybe two years ago. But I just thought we just need to put things in perspective. Well, people got mad because I deliberately trying to ruin being spoiler, I was trying to make a point like, we should worry more about real people. <laughs> not one of them said, not one. Nobody well, said, Yoshi, good point. Black good lives point. matter. No. They said, no. They say, fuck they the don't. black kid. <laughs> fuck the black kid. I have nothing else to be angry about. So you're, I'm mad of you for spoiling the fun or whatever. But I, I mean, I didn't mean to do it, but it's weird. You know, like I was telling you before we were recording, I'm not running around in people's face and say, Jon Snow's alive. <laughs> You're following my account. <laughs> Don't follow it then. One of the persons complaining, you know, said, you're not supposed to put stuff like that, complain what I put in my own account. I don't tell him not to put fat people on his Instagram account. And everyone, his, him and his family are fat. So. Okay. So let's talk about Game of Thrones. Um, where the hell is Litter, Littlefinger? So we just watched episode three. Episode three of season six. And I want to know where Peter Baelish is because he's been MIA since he dropped Sands off with Mr. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Where is he? What He he said, I'm going to... I was told from him, <laughs> as if I personally know him and I'm on the show, <laughs> that he was going to uh, visit Cersei Lannister. Then she got swept off. Because she, she received a, a letter via Raven, which Bruce Bolton looked the letter even though it wasn't his letter and um <clears throat> you know because Roos was very suspicious of um Littlefinger but uh, let's be honest they're both suspicious characters <laughs> so he was like okay I'm off to go talk to Cersei and then he's been missing for like the four, rest four episodes four episodes yeah nobody knows where Littlefinger last episode is. from season five first three episodes is just season six but you know there's only one word you need to know about him scheming he's always scheming he will change time whenever it benefits him so um, Arya Stark is being beat having her head and legs and arms beat to death 
and uh, I knew she was going to get her sight back. Yeah, just like Johnson going to get his life back. They're being predictable slash unpredictable. But um, this is the third episode where you have flashback. Well, yeah, it is, it is flashback, but today's one's a little different, right? It's not flashback. He's going back in time. I guess it is still flashback, right? Yeah, it's still, it's still flashback. It's funny because in the behind the scenes of episode two, the creators are like, flashbacks are lazy storytelling, and then they put flashbacks in. Yeah. <laughs> and in what little studies I've done, uh, like a few minutes after the show was over, people were complaining about that fighting scene where you have the two Targaryen warriors guarding the tower. And if you, if you follow it as deeply as we do, you know Lysa Stark. Am I saying her name right? She's there pregnant with <laughs> a baby, but she's dying as well. I mean, that's how Ned Stark finds her. I thought it was uh, Elena Stark. Lysa is... Um... Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm not saying it right. Elite... Yes, that's 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 um, Lysa, Lysa's um, Catelyn's sister. She right. she was the one that was pushed through the the moon door. Right. Um, how do you say her name? I thought it was Elena Elena Stark. I'm gonna Google this because I'm saying it totally wrong. I'm I'm probably saying it wrong too. You saw her in the previous episode where she was riding a horse. Remember with the yeah, Ned Stark? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the uh, that's the girl. In episode three, she's pregnant, and she's hidden in the yeah, tower. Yeah, Elena, Elena, Elena Stark. Yeah. yeah, and and she's pregnant with Jon Snow. Yeah, that's and then what, and then and then Ned gets Jon Snow and takes him as his son and tells Catelyn that he cheated on her, but really it's his sisters. Well, at least that's the theory. And if you're hearing this and you're upset, well, you know, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> even though I'm Indian, sir. No, that the formula they always talk about is L plus R equals J. Yes, and. L is the sister, R for Rhaegar Targaryen, and J is supposed to be uh, Jon Snow. But my theory is L and R equals J because Japanese people can't say the L and R. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, some com- some people are complaining about that scene that they didn't like it. Why? Because they want to see Ned Stark go up and they follow him through the tower and find his dying sister with Jon Snow in, his, in her arm. Oh, you mean they're mad that they cut it off? Yeah, they, they want to see more. But the reason you don't see it because HBO is going to have a prequel. It will be insane if they don't do a prequel, you know, the whole the war with Matt King and all that stuff. It's going to happen. It's going to have a new batch, you know what oh I mean? Oh, my God, I mean, they're sucking people in. What? They're sucking people in. I mean, it's, it's the best show. It's absolutely the best show. <laughs> I'm watching Night Manager right now, The Americans, and all these great, wonderful shows, but nothing moves people like Game of Thrones. I mean, I, I have friends overseas. I mean, they just l- love the show. It's, I know. It's bringing tourism to Spain and all those places they're shooting. And we were complaining a little before we went to break about white people, but man, white people are so important. <laughs> <laughs> watching the Game of Thrones. There's some uh, there's some brownie people in the um, Daenerys' slave area those are spanish people pretending to be whatever ethnic group because <laughs> they're, they're filming that in spain and did you know the unemployment is like between 50 to 55 60 percent hbo is bringing work employment. for young people yeah they're bringing extra work so, to spain you can be one of um 
Khaleesi's followers or one of the slaves in the harpy. Can I tell you something? There's another reason why I never liked that uh, Targaryen girl because she's called Khaleesi, right? That, that word makes me sad every time I hear it. Why? Did you ever meet the guy from Opie and Anthony, segment producer? I don't know. Did he Steve Carlisi? Oh, when he died, right? He, he killed, killed himself? himself. Yeah. So every time I hear the name, like, oh no, I just, I just, it's not the same spelling, but it's the same pronunciation. That's very sad. I thought you were going to say something because it sounds like a, a black girl's name and she's like white with blonde hair. I don't like her. She looks great with brunette, which is to her natural color. I don't like the fake blonde. I hate it. Never liked it. They have to make her stick out and make her look weird. Looking. I know, but I just, I just <laughs> fucking hate it. Um, Galicia. So I don't, I don't care about the narrative. I like Tyrion and Varys, but I don't care. Their about Their storyline's the, boring. It's boring. They're sitting around. They're like not doing anything. Yeah, they're like, waiting I, for Khaleesi. Khaleesi's storyline is boring. I don't care about that. Um, I like the North. I like everything about the North. I like everything about the North with. Ramsey, I like Sansa, Jon Snow, Devils, the Red Woman. Um, I mean, I think it's terrific. And today we we saw one of the Stark boys alive, which I always knew he was alive. But um, yeah, also they need to shoot this like fast and now because those Stark boys were like ten when the series started. They're supposed to be twelve or thirteen, and they look like they're nineteen. Sure. So they need to start filming and filming fast. Well, there's there, you know they're, they're saying there's two most seasons supposedly season they sh- they should have they should have filmed the stark boys see straight out all of six or seven or eight of their seasons in the first two years because they're growing so fast yeah and it doesn't match that's the problem with using kid actors true but you know it's it's people will look that stuff you know like I mean, the kid was 10. He's supposed to be like 12 now. It's only been a couple of years, and he is looks like he's 24, 19 or 20. Well, you mean Batman did change. Uh, what's what's her name that used to be married to Tom Cruise? Oh, Katie Holmes. With to Maggie uh, Hall, you know? Yeah, like in the middle of the movie. So, stuff like that. But overall, um, I, I think... Is I it because like, Katie Holmes couldn't do the movie? I like the... Uh, what? Is it because Katie Holmes couldn't do the movie? I don't, I don't know what was the problem. Oh, I don't okay. know about that. I know the guy who plays Khaleesi's boyfriend slash bodyguard, they changed him because the guy who was original, he got a gig for movie or TV show as a star. So I was left. wondering why they did that in yeah. the middle of I was like, why did they change to the guy from Treme? <laughs> and Tolman, who is the king of Lannisters, I mean, king, king of uh, King's Landing, he, he played one of the dead Lannister boys um, couple seasons back that was he that was him <laughs> so that's that's kind of fun to see that well also they changed out um the daughter the lannister daughter mm-hmm. they changed her out so the first season daughter is different but th- things like this happen you know it, it doesn't bother me but um the nork scenario is great i love i don't know the actor i don't know the character was talking shit to ramsey bolton but i love the whole thing that was <laughs> that was hilarious Every other word is like cunt, you know, and <laughs> Americans cannot say that word without being mean, but if you have Europe- a British accent, oh, man, it's just so classy when they say cunt, isn't it? If you have a British accent yes. or Australia, you can have an Australian, Scottish, you know, you can have Irish, but so, if you say it as an American, you don't sound nice. But I, I, I really, I really enjoyed that, that, that a lot. And, um, um, 
it was trippy when the red woman looking at Jon Snow, just that her eyes, you know, just can't. She's not like, yeah, motherfucker, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I brought that son of a bitch back. But she's, she's just like, oh, my God, it worked. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she can't believe. We all have a haven't, – haven't that ever happened to you? Like, you hold a certain position. You know you think you're right, but you don't know you're right until it actually happens. And when the few times that happened to me in my life, like, I knew I was right. But like it's surprising, even you know when it happens the way you think it's gonna happen, you know. I always look shocked when I bring people back to life, Yoshi. Always, <laughs> I'm always surprised when it happens. <laughs> so that that was great. And what? what are the, oh, Ollie's dead. Good. I hated that little kid. Not the actor. He's a fine actor, but I'm glad he died. And uh, that was terrific. Fucking backstabber. I'm surprised that they have showed Sam. And his little girlfriend, what's her name? Kelly or what's her name? Jilly. Jilly or whatever. Sam, Samuel Tarly. Yes. That's his Sam, Sam and his little adopted son and his girlfriend or whatever before they showed Peter Baelish. Like, I, I mean, no offense to Sam's storyline. I, I, you know, he it was the main character, but I'm a little shocked that they threw that storyline in. And, you know, we haven't seen Sansa this episode, really. We didn't see her at all, right? No. And we haven't seen Peter Baelish. You didn't see, uh, you didn't see Yara from the Greyjoys? Yes. You didn't see Littlefinger? You didn't see Sansa and Brienne and Podrick? That's the only problem with having so many storylines is that every episode they can only focus on a couple storylines. But, but you know which character's been on the Game of Thrones the most? Uh, Daenerys. Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion. He's been in every episode, they were saying. Um, and I'm kind of tired of like going back and forth to wherever Daenerys is. Like I kind of don't, her storyline is really slow. It's just boring. Just like, I, I like the girls who play Sand Snake and everything, but during, uh, it, it was just like, I'm bored with it. You know, I, I hate the fact that they kill the the old older brother. I want to see interesting people. I want to see the whorehouses. I want to see um, the brother from Dorne that got killed. He was interesting. Yeah. You know, he was like bisexual and like kind of crazy and kind of weird and wacky. Like I... Wait, wait, you're talking about the older brother, right? The older brother that got killed yeah, in, yeah. The, in the fight with... Oh, the, you talk... No, no, no. He's the younger brother. Oh, you're talking about Oberlin Martell who... who Oberlin, who got yeah, killed. Yeah. He, he was fought the mountain. Yeah. Yes, he fought the mountain. Oberlin... His, his older brother died last episode. Oh, was it two episodes? It gets confusing, yeah. but Oberlin was the like... The wheelchair guy. Yes. He got, he got killed by the three sisters, right? But, but here's Ober the thing. Oberlin was interesting. He was bisexual. Yeah. He was crazy. He wore crazy outfits. Very charming. Very charming. Like, I want to see interesting people. I don't want to see Khaleesi all dirty in, like, a hut. Like, it's boring. I'm sorry. It's a boring narrative to me. I know she's very important. But going back to Doran, the older brother, I think he was doing something behind everybody back. Scheming. That's the sad part about them killing him. They just assume he wasn't doing shit. I really think he was doing something. You mean they think he's, he was too weak because he was just sitting in a wheelchair, but you think he was doing some Peter Baelish stuff. He was scheming stuff behind everybody's back, planning a revenge and things like that. Yeah, but you can't, you know, give your revenge away. They need to just trust him. What's that? You can't just give your revenge plot away. They need to trust him. Right. That's why Doran's going to go down the toilet, I think. They're just too easily, they're too emotional and, and they're rash and they don't think about short and long-term plans, you know. But that's how Cersei was before yeah. and she's kind of learning her lesson. That's why she's she's going to have problem because we were talking about this. Her father who died two seasons ago, Tywin, he's the smart one. Everybody gave that place a credibility. As long as he was alive, 
You're dealing with nobody, a very smart, competent. Nobody respects uh, her. Her brother. No. You know, everyone. They're in the high council meeting, and everyone walks out. So, well, um, is there anything else we missed on that one? I think. No, this episode was interesting, um, but it I was, wish we saw a little bit of Theon, but we didn't. I like Theon. You know, yeah. I feel bad for him. He's had got his dick cut off. Uh. And uh, I hope he rises again somehow. Obviously, he's not going to end up on the, the Iron Throne, but he is going to have some position of power now that his dad's dead. Right. He's going to go home and um, he's going to talk to Yara next episode, just like we're going to see Robin, who is being taken care of by Littlefinger. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know where is that, where that's going to go, but... Um it's complicated because Littlefinger was supposed he, he was basically having Lannisters and Boltons kind of go at each other so episode 4 is going to be good we're going to see people that we haven't seen before I hope almost so. guaranteed that um, Littlefinger will be there next episode I hope so he's my favorite, favorite character I'm waiting I'm waiting for the brilliant Littlefinger seasons 1 and 2 I didn't give a rat's ass about him Season three, four, and five, I started realizing what a brain he was, and I respect that. Um, I guess I guess that's it for that for Game of Thrones, right? I mean, I I'm biased. I'm gonna like it no matter what. Uh, but that fighting sequence was amazing. Two Tigerian cars. I keep repeating myself, but that was pretty badass. Ned Stark was fighting that fighter. <laughs> it was badass for you because your guy it was really disgusting for me, and the swords through their throats are really gross and fun. <laughs> no. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the next episode. Of course, there's only um, seven more episodes, right, for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could just watch all everything right now. Well, that's what my friends are doing. They're not watching, and then they're going to binge watch at the end of the season. Oh, how did they control themselves? <laughs> I have no idea. That's discipline. That's amazing. <laughs> they're crazy. I invited them over to come watch with us, and they said, "Nope, we're waiting till the end, and then we're going to binge watch." I can't do it because somebody's going to open their mouths. And I'm gonna I'm gonna lose chance to be surprised, you know. <laughs> Just like I ruined my friend's uh, day by <laughs> posting that shit. So. Well, maybe they should watch it as soon as it comes out. That's what I said. <laughs> um. Well, Rosie, any, anything coming up? Because we did talk a little bit those two other books were early on, but. We might have just covered most of that. Um, no, the only thing is to support Yoshi's new comedy night, Night School, if you live in the L.A. area. It's, it's, not, my it's not my show. It says right here, Yoshi, on I the flyer. It, it says I, Branstein, Puga, Crumb, and Yoshi. Well, it's no cover, 18 and up. Drink, there's drink specials. and Especially every, supported in three weeks when I'm on the show. Yes. <laughs> the Palm Tree in K-Town, 3240 Wilshire Boulevard. Uh, come on, come over and support um, the show. Listen to my podcast out of the box. Subscribe, like, leave positive comments for Yoshi. Hey, uh, I do remember something from the uh, American Girls, Nancy Josell, Girls and Sex, Peggy Orenstein. Um, I remember this. So, back when I was a kid, when you were a kid, especially in my time, um, people want to be liked, especially girls. Girls like being liked. But these days it's terrible because there's actually, if you have a social media, there's actual numerical number to tell you how many people say they like your pictures and things like that. Yeah. So it's really tough, I, I would imagine, on the girls. The more you have likes, more people like you. So I think a lot of the girls probably have the self-worth and how much they like themselves based on how much people say they like 
Well, also people on the internet are sick and we need to teach that to our kids because there was, I don't know, there was some little girl on YouTube singing, Mm -hmm. like a 10 year old girl. She was pretty good actually. And there's all these comments, you suck, you're horrible, go kill yourself and other things like that. Um, Oh, you read my comments. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a big issue about it because the little girl was only 10 years old. Yeah. And, um, you know, on the one side, if you can't handle the rejection, you, you shouldn't, or you think your kid can't handle the rejection, you shouldn't allow them to put those videos online. Or you can disable comments. You can actually disable comments on one side. On the other side, um, what the fuck is wrong with people that they're, you know, a little kid singing or whatever, sure. and they're putting all these negative comments. So I, I definitely think it's messed up, but we need to teach our kids before they're posting online not to take everything in the online world so seriously because there's, hey, there's people out there that are mentally ill and they'll post stuff online. I had a mentally ill woman sending me psycho stuff on Twitter, you know? So you can't take, you need to understand that that is a person that's posting, but that sure. person might not be mentally sound or maybe crazy. It's it's one of those weird things because we know people who benefit from internet. Like somebody put Russell Peters' video and next thing you know... He went selling. viral. Yeah. yeah. But there's also other disadvantage because, um, you know, if you live in a little town with 200 people, 150, whatever, and if they don't like your music, there's 150 people who knows about it. But now, if people hate what you do, you could literally have billions of people not liking you, you know? So, like, there's a advantage and disadvantage... Like, I don't know if you you remember that girl, Rebecca Black, who had a YouTube video. She was like a 15-year-old girl who did a music video. It went viral. I don't remember her. Um, Like two years ago. Okay. So it went viral. She did a music video. She was like 15 or 16 years old. It was okay. It wasn't great. Right. But people, it became one of those viral things to hate. And so people would go on there, you suck, this is horrible, die, kill yourself, your song is horrible. And because it went viral... You know, here's the thing. A lot of people are posting out of jealousy. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a girl. Or trying to get kind of a reaction from Or a you, reaction. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so we need to teach kids that are posting stuff, this whole psychology about it. We, yeah. we if, if you, with, what is it? With great, what's the thing that they say? With great power, power comes, comes great responsibility. Great yeah. <laughs> so thank, it, you, thank you, Mrs. Spider-Man. Yeah. So in a way, in a way, you're giving someone great power because you're giving a little kid access to what, six billion people? How many people are online? Five billion? Six billion. Yeah. yeah. You're giving a little kid access to six billion people when you put something online. Sure. And you need to, them to understand that, you know, probably four billion of those six billion are wackadoodles. Let's face it, the world is not a great place. So. Well, um, the, the reason why I bring it up because there was a case a couple months ago, uh, this guy. There's two girls, they're, I guess they're friends, or at least I think they were friends, but uh, one of the girls' boyfriend started raping her, her friend. Oh, yeah, and then she was recording it, right? On the Periscope. Yeah, on Periscope. Because she wanted to get li- as many likes as possible. I don't know if it's true, but I mean, three or four things I read, they were saying that's the reason why she did it. Now, she, she legally saying she was doing that to uh, record crime. So, no, so the original, so the story that's very similar, but the story is that she was re- thought she at first started recording it to help her friend with the crime, but then she got a people started liking it and she got hooked into the likes. Yeah. So that's what what happened, and she got she got caught up. She she said when the police interview, she said I I couldn't stop because I got caught up in the likes. So her desire to be liked or for her video to be liked overcame her sense of reality. Yeah. And she wasn't able to stop 
the rape or whatever. And it's true. P- people get, a, they're addicted. You know, there's scientific study after scientific study. Social media is bad for you. People become addicted to it. People become, a, get high when they get a like on a picture. Sure. They get a little, it's like a cigarette drag from a cigarette or like you're smoking. You get a little bit high for two seconds. Sure. So, um, but we're not being responsible as a society when we don't teach kids about that and they're just doing it and their kids are not adults. They don't know. They just know it feels good when someone puts like on their picture. Well, recently Louis C.K. did something interesting, which is he haven't been on the internet for over a month. And it's a reverse role because usually parents put all this restriction on access to the internet where you can't check porn or whatever to the kids, right? Well, he asked his daughter to put all the restriction on his on him. phone <laughs> so he can't use the internet anymore on his cell phone, you know? He said, it's great. I don't know a lot of things. That not, I don't know what's going on in the world. It's great. When somebody said, did you hear about something that, may, that something happened? Like, oh, tell me about it. He really doesn't know. And he feels like he's more attentive. His daughter even wrote him a uh, written letter saying, thank you. You're paying more attention to you're me. You're being and, a better dad. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's interesting. But you're right. I mean, uh, after reading this stuff and talking to people, I every time I talk to someone, I, put, I, I try to put cell phone away. But we have a mutual friend that just, cont- you know, even <laughs> we have a trying to have a conversation, we'll always check the cell phone. So I think a true. lot of I think a lot of people listening to this podcast have mutual friends that are constantly checking their cell phone. Yeah, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast may be that mutual friend that's always checking their cell phone. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to do less of that. You know, I'm trying. I'm, I mean. I think I, uh, these days I'm 50-50 checking stuff on the internet and other 50% listening to podcasts. I'd rather listen and walk around and do stuff than just, you know, abusing my thumb. Yeah, you know? actually my hand gets cramps when I'm on the phone too much. Yeah. Um, I guess, um, unless you have anything more, <laughs> this is going to be such a shit episode we were just all over the place thanks yoshi that's what you think of me Um, first of all first of all every podcast (laughs) i've ever done with you were all over the place i don't know what you're talking about we've never ever been on topic ever before we finish you want to um mention your uh, website and all your podcasts and stuff that people could start following you yeah follow me on twitter at funny rosie or on instagram out of the box rosie my uh podcast is out of the box podcast it's on itunes stitcher soundcloud um, and Yoshi just had ice cream and he was so happy eating ice cream at my house. He was like a little schoolboy. Yep. It was, um, <laughs> it was very good ice cream. It was delicious. Thanks, Andrew. Um, you just don't want this episode to ever end. No, it's, it's about an hour. I think. <laughs> it's close enough. Um, well, like I said, I'm going to Seattle three or four episodes, maybe Ico ones. Hopefully, maybe if, if you have a chance, one more. But Aiko was supposed to come here tonight, but she was working. She's so flaky. It could have been a double Asian, double Asian penetration of Yoshi. But this coming Tuesday, on the same day of the show, May 10th, they're going to check my blood for the second time. If I qualify, I get locked up from May 23rd to June 16th, which is my birthday. So I'm sure I already said that. But yeah, um, that money would provide me enough money for probably four or five months. So that's what I do. You know, I drink and I don't know shit. I just I, you're the opposite of Tyrion. Yeah, I just I I give my blood and get locked up like a criminal. You guys both have big heads, though. I know. All right. Um, sorry, I'm kind of spacing out. I got to go do a show, and I think it's about an hour. And we talk here and there, but <laughs> this is so funny. 
anyway guys and, listen to yoshi Den. it's gonna end in a couple episodes come on so send anyway yoshi some, send yoshi some money <laughs> yeah yoshiden.com send money but anyway thanks um you don't have anything to promote beside that no just go on my website and twitter and instagram podcasts and if i have shows i post them on there all right thanks guys and who knows maybe um Maybe we could do one where bonus one with the last episode where when we watched the last episode of this season, we were just a half an hour or something. But anyway, <laughs> guys, sorry. Sorry once again. We're all over the place. And sorry that I haven't put anything six week. And But thank God when this thing's over, it'll be over. <laughs> just like when Jon Snow was dead. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.